Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and we're going to be talking about type 2's and we're going to be talking about their uh, their focus on relationships. And uh, this comes from Beatrice Chestnut's new book, The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up. It's one of the five key patterns that she talks about with type 2's. And uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you in the description below is a link to my website, TomLahue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments uh, for yourself or for your marriage, relationship, uh, whatever I can do to help you, reach out to me. I'd love to meet with you. And also, um, there are certificate programs if you're interested in Enneagram coaching. I have a lot of different classes that are available on Zoom, and I'd love for you to check those out. We'd love for you to be a part of them. And what else? Oh, on the website is a new page called events and um, you can invite me to come speak to your team, do leadership training or staff training on the Enneagram. I'd love to, uh, to come out and meet your team and help in any way I can. Thanks to my patrons. I appreciate your support as well. All right, so let's jump into this topic today on type twos. And you guys know I'm a seven wing six married to a two wing one. My wife and I have been married for 30 years. So I feel like I understand twos pretty well. Uh, I'm sure that I can always uh, learn and grow and that's why I continue to read. So in this uh, section, she says twos tend to focus on relationships. And uh, that's great. You know, I mean, that's one of the things we love about you, right? Is that you are very relational. So you might just think for a second, like, why is that important? Well, contrast that with other types, like for example, ones and threes right next to you, who might tend to focus more on tasks, on getting things done, on objectives, on goals, um, showing up, doing what needs to be done today, or showing up, moving after my agenda, or moving after my goals. And just notice that you may not even realize this, that other people aren't maybe as relationally oriented. So it's a good thing that you're thinking about how do I need to show up in a way that connects with other people or that is of assistance to other people or demonstrates care and concern for other people. And just notice that tendency for you to show up in life as a compliant type. How do I need to comply my energy with the other people around me? What can I do to be of service to them? What can I do to make them feel welcome? To show them that they are a priority to me. And so it might just be one of those things that you think everybody's wired like this, and then you suddenly go out into the world and realize, how come people are so, uh, you know, distant from relationships? Well, not everybody is as relationally oriented as you are. So she says, notice how much attention that you uh, focus on relationships. Notice how much attention you give to relationships or how much attention you give to the people in your life. Thinking about them, thinking about what they might need, thinking about how you could be of service to them, uh, praying for them or thinking about their difficulties or their hardships, wondering how well you're relating to them and how well they're relating to you. That is a significant um, thought, perhaps, in your mind. Like, how am I relating and how are they relating to me? You know, which has a positive side because you're showing attention to the people in your life and that's always good. But it could certainly have a negative side if, for example, you feel like you're getting the message that maybe they're not relating to you well or they're relating to themselves without you and you're being left out in some way. And so there's this tendency or this danger uh, in this way of thinking that perhaps Am I really being related too well? After all the work and all the effort that I've demonstrated and all the care and concern I've shown them, are they reciprocating that at all back to me? 
Okay, so let's keep going. Observe yourself to see if you unconsciously try to get your needs met indirectly, indirectly through your connections with others. Trying to get your needs met indirectly. And notice, you know, you tend to be like a need meter. Like you walk into a room and you have this radar that picks up what do people need? How can I be of assistance to them? It doesn't mean you always are inclined to give that assistance. For whatever reasons, you may have certain people you put a big red X on and say, you know, I'm not giving any more energy to that person. I've tried to break that, you know, I've tried to break through that person's shell and it's just, it, I don't get anything back from them. And, but just notice this tendency to try to get my needs met. We all have needs. That's very important that you realize that. You know, when your sin is pride, I know that's a hard one to swallow. It's a hard one sometimes maybe for you to accept, but when your sin is pride, um, it's difficult for you to see yourself as a person in need. It's certainly difficult to see, to, to project that into the world and to announce those needs to others. But the reality is, is we all need certain things. I mean, we all need, um, we all need affection. We all need communication with other people. We all need to feel valued and important. We all need to, to have um, hobbies and interests and recreation. We all need certain health requirements. And in every relationship, all of us come into those relationships with certain needs. But notice your tendency to, to feel as though I'm supposed to be here to meet people's needs. It's not okay for me to share my needs. And when it's not okay for you to share your needs directly, guess what you will end up doing? Chances are you will end up uh, sharing them indirectly. And when you share your needs with people indirectly, notice that sometimes people don't pick up on it. People don't seem aware of it. And that could really be confusing to you since you have this radar to pick up people's needs. How can they not know what I need? Maybe they don't really care about me. Maybe I'm not really a priority to them. Maybe I'm not really important to them. But just remember that not all of us have that radar system that you have to pick up on other people's needs. Some of us need you to tell us. We need you to say, hey, I need to rest. Or hey, I just need to sit down and watch TV. Hey, I need you to get me a drink. Uh, if you don't tell us directly, some of us are just not going to pick it up. And it's not because maybe we're bad people. It's just we're not twos. So we don't think like twos. And that's such a helpful realization for all of us to realize I have my way of interacting in the world. I have my perspective as a seven. You have yours as a two. He has his as a three and she has hers as a five. And we all interact in this world differently. And so when we tend to think everybody thinks like I do, then we can be frustrated when people don't agree with the way I see the world. And when you realize that it's okay for you to have needs, it makes you normal, it makes you a human. And you know, as a two, you kind of operate as like a superhuman. I'm out here to serve everybody. I'm out here to take care of everyone. It's not okay for me to need anything. And if I need something, I feel ashamed of that. It's okay for you to need things and then to ask directly for those needs to be met. Now, when you do this, you know what could happen is you risk the fear of rejection. What if somebody doesn't want to meet your needs or doesn't care about your needs? That's very painful. And nobody probably senses that pain more than you do. And so maybe it's a little scary for you to come right out and ask for what you need. But I want you to see what happens when you, when you imply what you need to others indirectly. Um, other people might feel that that implication is manipulation. 
they're going to feel like you're trying to move me to do something, but you're not coming out and asking me directly. You're trying to to get me to care about something that I don't naturally want to care about, but you're not just coming out and saying exactly what you want. I feel like you're trying to move me without being direct, and most people are going to feel like that's manipulation, even if it's not your intention. I know it's not your intention to manipulate. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I know it's not your intention to manipulate, but that's what it's going to feel like to people. They're going to feel like they're being pushed in a certain direction, and then I have to do this thing, or you're going to be upset, or you're going to be disappointed or you're going to be hurt. And so I guess I better just go along with it. Now, a lot of people will go along with that, but there's going to be other people that just as soon as they sense that they're going to push back, they're going to push back against it. And they're not going to want to be obligated. They're not going to want uh, to lose control over their own agenda. And as soon as they feel that, they're going to they're going to call it out. And that's going to be very embarrassing for everybody. You don't want that. So what's the solution? Well, can I can I know what I need? It's okay for me to have needs. And then can I know what they are? And then can I share them when everybody's mood is okay, when everybody's in a good state? Is it okay for me to share those? I Maybe I need to work on that. Maybe that's something I need to work on. I need to work on being able to communicate what I need to other people. And you're saying, yeah, but Dr. Tom, you don't understand the people I live with are jerks. The people I live with, they don't care. (sighs) Yes, it is hard to love each other, isn't it? And you know what? As a two, remember, you are the one more than any of us that brings love into the world. Like that's, that's your heartbeat. You came into this world with this huge capacity to love people. You came into this world with this, you know you did. You you know that love was important to you. More important maybe to anybody else in your family. You came in with this ability and this desire to be loved and to love others, but somewhere along the way, maybe you have settled for less. You've settled for, instead of really being loved and really loving others, maybe you've settled for just being important or just being needed or just being included, or just being thought of, or just having your will, you know, enforced in roundabout ways. Remember that, you know, at the end of the day, you you are on this planet to show the rest of us, you might say, what love looks like. But you know, it's really hard for you to accomplish that goal if all you're thinking about is how well other people are loving you. Just notice that you're very sensitive to that. Like how well are other people communicating and verifying and advocating that love for you? And when that becomes the dominant focus of your attention, how well people are loving you, then it kind of hinders you from really doing what you're here to do, which is to love the rest of us. I mean, you're here to show us what real love looks like, but you can't do that when your mind is consumed with, am I being loved correctly. Chances are, chances are the people around you are really trying to love you and they don't know what they're doing wrong. They don't know, they don't understand what are they doing wrong. Um, And that's going to take some consideration and some understanding on your part. And it would be great if they could learn about the Enneagram and learn about type twos and learn about their own type and and understand what a priority it is uh, for relationships for you and that those relationships are healthy. Because the reality is, is some of us, I mean, relationships are just kind of, they go to the second, they go to like to the second tier. It's like, we feel like, we feel like, 
okay, we, we know we love each other, we know we have a relationship, and now I'm ready to move on to the other things that I don't have, or the things that I'm, uh, I want to continue to add to my life. I thought the relationship was secure. I didn't realize I needed to nurture it and, and take care of it and water it like a garden. I didn't realize I needed to give continual attention to it. Most of us don't. We just think I've got that relationship and that's good, so now off to other things. And that off to other things, I'm sure, could feel kind of uh, lonely at times, um, like you're not being thought of, like you're not being considered, like you're not a priority to people. Just notice that when your sin is pride, oftentimes one of the results of that is you're going to get the message or you're going to get the feeling that other people are not making you the priority that you believe you deserve. When that happens, I mean, one thing you might do is just Go back and try to connect with those people and make sure that everything's okay. But I'm sure my chances are on their part, they don't know they don't know that they're doing this because the rest of us maybe don't have this need so strong. And so we're maybe a little confused. So talking about it might help, but I think a lot of it might just be you realizing I'm a two. I'm a two that cares about the things twos care about. And I get frustrated with the stuff that bothers twos. And if you can begin to like push back on your personality a little bit and begin to laugh at yourself and say, there I go again, a two being a two. And maybe that is the problem, is that we're stuck in our personality types thinking that something's wrong with the world around us and the people around us. All right, let's see what else we have here. Watch to see if you avoid asking for what you need directly, often fearing that it will drive other people away or they'll reject you or they'll pull away from you. Without realizing it, you tend to view your relationships as transactional or reciprocal, like I'll do this for you, and then the expectation is, is then you'll show up and do this for me. What if they don't? What if they don't get the message? Or what if it's not a priority to them? Uh, to show up and meet your needs. Well, you can see that this is gonna open a door for resentment. Other people are gonna feel like they're being manipulated. I thought you wanted to do this. I thought you wanted to take care of it. I thought it was fine to pick up my kids and take them to the to the appointment or to wash the dishes or to uh, come and cut my yard when I wasn't feeling well. I thought you wanted to do this. You seemed so happy about it. And now I feel like you're pressuring me. What's going on? I feel like I'm being pushed gonna feel like manipulation and it's not your intention I know you feel like you've been manipulated by everybody else your goodness has been manipulated against you um, I understand how it feels um, or at least I understand objectively what that might feel like but this exchange mentality um, you know can certainly leave you feeling let's say resentment and let's say the other one is probably exhausted 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 which means I'm done I'm done. And you know, I've seen this before with twos where they're just, I'm done. And that is a pretty sad place to be, isn't it? It's a pretty desperate place to be because here you are wired to love and wired to care and wired to make people a priority. And sometimes the people that are closest to you, the people that you can't get away from, the people that are closest to you can sometimes uh, be the most difficult and most challenging for you to, to get along with. Well. You're not alone. You're not alone. I talk to twos all the time, lovely people, um, and some of them are, are facing great challenges in life in their relationships. And sometimes it's interesting, the person most wired to have loving relationships sometimes ends up 
being all alone and not having a lot of support and not having the thing they crave most, loving relationships, very friendly people, but sometimes not a lot of friends. Um, it can be difficult navigating these waters of two-ness, of two-land. Um, and if you need help or you need support or encouragement, reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you, make an appointment, and, um, you know, we'll talk it through. All right, guys, I'll see you next time, and as always, be present to life.